I am Isander. And I am Coda. And today we are going to talk about the Tau. Today we're going to cover their origins, how they see the universe, how the universe sees them, that one time they fought the Imperium, that other time they fought the Tyranids, and how they have slowly but surely joined everybody else in 40k and become a right villain. The Tau are an example of why we can't have good things. <laughs> in... It, they are the epitome of this is why we can't have nice things. Literally. Uh, originally, they were written as not being that bad. Slowly, though, over time, they've gotten worse and worse from a moral perspective. Uh, that's because outside the game, it, it's it's 40K. Yeah. M- misery needs to reign eternal. The, the, the silver lining to 40K is it sucks, but you keep going. Yeah. It's the epitome of life is suffering. That's the point. It's grimdark. Exactly. It's good grimdark. So not many people were fans of an outright good faction. It also didn't help that they came out the gates unbelievably strong on the tabletop. I mean... (laughs) They got big mechs. It'll come later, but man, let me tell you, it's not fun to have everything you love be shot before it can get anywhere near the enemy. They got big guns and they got big robots. Yes. Two things I like a lot of. Those those come those come in later. For now, for now, um, they're just slowly tuned down and dragged through the same homicidal mud everyone else was. Yay, homicidal mud. I love that. And then the modern town came Right to next to murderous dirt. Murder dirt. Murder dirt. Murder dirt. Yeah. Normally, I would kind of hate um, that happening, but I can't lie. Games Workshop didn't miss on this one. They kind of they they've written some things poorly, but they kind of gave the Tau a very good reason for slowly but surely becoming worse and worse, and that's because they're getting jaded. <laughs> they they're finally getting used to the fact that oh, everything is shit here. Kind of. They're the, they're some of the newest kids on the block. Just think of them as. A fresh-faced graduate in the 1900s who signs up to go and fight for king and country in World War One. Ah, uh. that is what the Tau have endured as a species. For World War One, mm-hmm. ad infinitum. For oh, even worse, I'd say. Uh, the first people to find them was the Imperium. Yep, but when the Imperium found them, they were cavemen, basically. They, the local news and the Tau newspaper was. We discovered this fire thing. Pretty neat. What will it do? Let's find out. Krog got stoned last week. Literally. Yeah. So that's where the tower when the Imperium found them. And the Imperium was like, they're too small to deal with. No, no. God, no. It's the Imperium. Burn it all to the ground. We can build a tank factory there. Never mind. We'll show them what fire can do. Never mind. And so they're scheduled to be eliminated. And then, um, thankfully, or not thankfully, a massive warp storm covered the planet. Enormous. And it just didn't let up for a while. So the Imperium just said, well, that'll have to take care of them. No, well, the, the, the Imperium was like, well, Chaos got him. Chaos got him. It's a rounding error. Did, Move it on. It's fine. We can build tanks elsewhere. Did our job for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, they still wanted to build tanks, but that's neither here nor there. Chaos did it for them, so they were like, what, whatever. Move whatever. on. Move on. Whatever planets whatever. are nearby, keep a close eye because that's fringe now, and there's chaos right there. Right? I'm this, sure we have other Xenos to deal with. Yes. For 6,000 years, the storm rages on that planet in the surrounding space. Six. 
thousand years a lot of, time. of chaos. There's a lot of time. And then the Imperium starts getting reports from those fringe worlds that um, they're trading really well with this new group. And in some cases, they even heard of some worlds outright forsaking the Imperium and Earth itself. Ooh, I'm sure they loved that. They're now pledging to, quote, work towards a greater good. Remember that. It's a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> I've already heard of the surprise tool. I know how it helps us later. Yes. And obviously, obviously, it's the Imperium. They didn't take that lying down. Exterminatus time. Well, well, and also you have to think, think of it from the Imperium's perspective. Why on God's green earth would they leave? It's not like they're forced to make guns from birth. We feed them their leftover friends when they're done. And we forcibly draft them. There's no reason they would ever leave us willingly. They, it must be chaos. They love us. It must be chaos. It must be some form of corruption. There is no such thing as this Why would they good. want to join the Eldar? It's clearly because that alien threat has corrupted them and no other reason possible. And so a crusade was declared because the That's Imperium is kind of a one-trick problem. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's not a bad strategy. That is what the Imperium does whenever faced with any kind of problem. They crusade all the time. It's, crus it's crusading time. And I mean, I kind of see where they're coming from. If my room's a mess, I can crusade against the dirt. Sure. Why not? You're going to burn your house down, you idiot. It won't be dirty anymore. Yes, it will. It'll be charred. Yeah, but then I don't have to fold laundry. Anyway, they prepare a crusade to deal with whatever the hell is coming from that area. Because, again, last time they left them, they were cavemen. It's only been... 6,000 years is a long time for us, but in the Imperium's eye, it's only been... That was a blink. It's only... They've been around for a while. It's only been 6,000 years. Whatever. They probably have catapults now. Cool. If that. We all know that the trebuchet is a superior siege okay, engine. Whatever. They have a trebuchet then. God. This will take five minutes. Let's just hit them with space marines because they won't be ready for that. And um, the mighty legion gets out into the field and faster than they can react, blam! Gone. A railgun shoots them from a thousand miles away. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, it's the epitome of what's that speck of light? Dead. <laughs> God damn. God damn. And it doesn't let up. Before they can even fully fathom what's going on, there are Gundams skating through the battlefield way too fast at them, and they're still shooting everything all the time. <laughs> yeah. They walked in expecting cavemen, and they discovered... They got rapid-fire railguns. They, they found cyberpunk future. <laughs> Yeah, so the Imperium puts more resources towards this, and they actually push deep into Tau territory because the Imperium. The Imperium's good you at crusading. Must understand, no, so big. Not only are they good at crusading, they're huge. They're huge. The reason the Imperium is always fighting everyone is because they're in everyone's space. No duh, they're going to be fighting everybody. But they have so much territory. They push actually fairly deep into Tau space, but cannot get any further. It is a hard stalemate because, yes, 
Space Marines are terrifying. Do not get me wrong. But Tau firepower is something else. Jesus. It's big. And again, they actually have mech suits. They They are a few leagues ahead of them tech-wise. They have Gundams and big rail guns. Oh, 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 one million percent. They walked in expecting people living in the past, but quickly discovered that they are living in the future. (laughs) The future is now old. (laughs) (laughs) Now... I want to watch a Tau commander walk up to the Golden Throne and say, The future is now, old man. I'd love to see how that would work out. <laughs> Probably not work well for that one Tau. We'll get, we'll get there. Anyway, I'm sure you're wondering, and the dear viewers are wondering, how did this happen? But before we get into that, we need to cover how we afford such advanced weaponry. <laughs> and that's with your help. By heading on over to patreon.com slash Coda, you can not only help us produce the show, but also get access to a special bonus episode every week, access to the community discord that's been an absolute blast to be in, uh, the community days we hold once a month, and one of the patches we send out every time we hit a goal. Right now we are right up against our next goal of 500. Uh, I'd recommend you get in before that, because if you miss it, the next one's 1,000. So that one's, I mean... I'll be honest, it's not going to be that long of a wait. With the way we move, we just shatter goals. We've been smashing goals. So if you just stick around, I'm sure you're going to make it for the 1,000 one, the 500 one. I'm trying something different with it. But we'll see. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. All I can say is, I can, with absolute confidence, I think we have one of the best bang-for-your-buck Patreons out there. And clearly, you people have been thinking so. So thank you so much for those of you already there. If you're not, I can't urge you enough to head on over there. And another fun perk you get from being on ours is the moral high ground in any argument ever. Because you've been a good person today. You've served the greater good. (laughs) You have served the greater good. So if you want to do that, uh, for those of you already serving the greater good, thank you. For those of you who haven't yet, head on over to patreon.com slash Coda, Or just click the link I put in the show notes every episode. Thank you. So much for being you. And now, let's get back to how on earth they got such advanced weaponry. We left them for 6,000 years. And don't get me wrong, 6,000 years is a long time. But not... We've been on this earth for 6,000 years, you and me. And we, don't we do have not have... Yet. I wish we did. I wish we were living in Pacific Rim. But we're... Well, I don't wish we were living in Pacific Rim. <laughs> but... I, I don't want to fight kaiju on the daily. Yeah, but... We don't have that. How the how did the Tau do this? And you'd be right. Normally, the Tau shouldn't have gotten that advanced. Most races would not be that advanced if you just left them be for that long. What happened is sometime in the Tau's version of their Middle Ages or Dark Ages, they were doing what we, we do. War. War all the time. Roving barbarians. War. So much war. Massive castle. Who just, forgot to turn barbarians off before we started the match? Basically, so they're just okay. Doing, hold on, reload the save. They're, they're doing what most civilizations do: of constant bickering, constant infighting. If you know anything about our Middle Ages, that's what the tower were going through. And then these mysterious Tau start to appear out of nowhere with an aura that is. Completely Completely irresistible. I mean, imagine if the greatest hits of world leaders just reappeared suddenly. That'd be pretty cool. Whoever is your country's greatest hero, who you think could rally them all to agree on one thing, he just reappears. Okay. And they're all saying the same message. 
of stop fighting and look higher for God's sake. They're all saying, instead of focusing on trying to get more squares of land or more points or more whatever, just focus on the betterment of the Tao as a whole, the, the betterment of the collective as a whole, right? Instead of, instead of um, constantly bickering, let's try and uplift each other. Now, imagine, just, just join me in this thought exercise here. If there was never another war since the Middle Ages... Every time two groups of humans met, it was just, oh, hey, let's work together. That's what the Tao have been up to. Yeah. The shit that we could get up to? That's why they're so advanced suddenly. Everybody is constantly working towards a greater goal. And most interestingly enough, there are other races in there with them. Because they've also realized that, yeah, this whole collectivism thing kind of works. It kind of, so yeah. Let's, let's let's just you know get together. If and there do was stuff. not a single war since the Middle Ages, we just meant we're like, oh, cool, we know this, you know this, bam. It's a no-brainer. We'd be so far ahead; it would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. Imagine a world where you never had to spend a penny on the military because why would we need one? We don't need to fight. Exactly. All all the resources went to just advancing our health, our betterment, our housing. That's just where it all went. They're going to leap forward technologically really fast. Big technology, big style. Exactly. Now... You veteran Warhammer fans are kind of rolling your eyes right now. Let me cook. Let me cook. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, and I have to say that now, but let me cook. We'll get to that. But as far as we know right now, things are fantastic. This whole greater so well. This whole greater good shtick is wonderful, and the best part about it is, for those humans who converted over to it, is they're not hypocrites. Like I said, let me cook. Let me cook. Because the whole time the Imperium is being the aggressor to the Tau, they're yelling, hey, want to do peace? Want to maybe We don't got to fight. Just an ounce of it? Just an ounce? Just a teaspoon? And just a tiny, tiny bit of peace? After stalling, because again, they're not gaining, but they're not losing ground either, right? Yeah. Against the Imperium for so long, eventually a bigger problem just popped up in the form of, I believe it was the Tyranids. <laughs> the mm-hmm. bugs. Bugs, the bugs, bugs and bugs, the Imperium bugs. just accepted a peace deal from the Tau. They they brokered a peace, and the Tau let them leave peacefully. Huh? In forty k, that's there was a peace a treaty. Peace treaty. That's <laughs> a pretty big deal. Why isn't this talked about more often? Right now, again, big part of this piece is we could sit here fighting these blue guys forever, or deal with the thing biting my leg right now. I'm going to deal with the bug. Um, <laughs> you are so annoying. That's whatever. There's something worse to There's deal with. There is a cockroach currently gnawing my leg off. Mm-hmm. It. I. I. I gotta get. I gotta take care of that. I'm sorry. Can. Can we just like we'll deal with this later. Yes. We'll have there are bugs eating my front lawn. I will deal with this later. Exactly. <laughs> the pestilence and famine is upon me. Please. So. That, in and of itself, is a whole big accomplishment. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Nobody is outright good in 40k. I've said that 101 times. 
It's Everyone's 40, the bad guy. It's 40K. The tower, no exception, though it is for a good reason, right? Uh, negotiation worked for the humans, and they did get them to back off, but their next opponent would create the tower equivalent of the no-fly list. <laughs> because, you know, the, the, some of the first people that the Tau met in the greater universe are the humans, and, you know, they're kind of weird and a, a bit too focused on that guy on the throne, but, hey... I- We'll let them keep worshipping him if they work for the greater good, right? Everybody's got their thing. Everyone has their own thing. If that's what they want to worship, that's what they want to worship. It's It's not my problem. Fine by me. Yes. Now, the next people they met were the Tyranids. (laughs) The bugs. (laughs) And faster than the Tau could wave high, their hand was bitten clean off. And they're getting overrun up to their necks in bugs. Bugs, 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 And bugs. now, again, the, the Tau have quite the firepower. They have incredible guns. But then these bugs started to develop thicker armor and burrow underground. <laughs> and You can't take the mech it, underground, can you? Well, it's, it's difficult. And it proved to be so difficult for the Tau... And they were so because you can't reason with Tyranids, obviously. They're just they're just they're just gonna eat you. That a new category was created right then and there of basically you shoot first. We don't try and talk to them. We shoot first. Unfortunately, these things don't talk. Exactly. Uh, the orcs are on this list too. So it's the Tyranids and the orcs. They did try and negotiate with the orcs. I mean, really tried. They came to them with guns. One of the Tau learned that weird Cockney way they talk. They came to them with. Teeth, which is orc money. Don't ask me how the Tau got teeth peacefully. It's beyond me. I assume it wasn't peacefully. Mm-hmm. But they gave it their best shot, and they were still shot at. So the orcs are now on the list of do not negotiate, like shoot first. They do still kind of use them as mercenaries, but like in a in a Tasmanian devil kind of way. Of, mm. It's in that area. We're not yeah, going to prevent it. You just kind of push it. Door- it's, it's a bigger problem direction. for someone yeah. else. I don't care. Yes, so it's the Tyranids, the Orcs are on that list, and the Eldar were also on that list for five seconds, because the first Eldar they met were the Dark Eldar. Ah. (laughs) And uh, if you don't know who the Dark Eldar are, it's one of the few factions where it's better to end yourself than be captured by them. That's all I'm going to say. They worship Slanesh, and they worship them very well. The Tau just saw these random, weird, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, really pale Twinkie figures in, like, leather gear, and they just started shooting the moment they saw us, and they're like... It's a fate worse than shooting. For them, it's no. less the Geneva Convention's rules for the lawful imprisonment of people, and uh, the Geneva suggestions on the most inhumane way to treat prisoners. <laughs> That's how they treat it. Um, but after they met... Real. See, I love that, because as far as much knowledge as I have on the Dark Eldar, you said that with a little bit of, like, a a, a little bit of zest to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which seems perfect for the Dark Eldar. Dark, the Dark Eldar are a lot. I can't fathom how we're ever going to do an episode on them, um, but I'll find a way. The Dark Eldar seem like, instead of get, saying uh, torture, they're like, Oh, God. Anyway, they met actual Eldar, and they made it off the list. Uh, The most interesting thing on this list, to me, is Space Marines. All of them. They've just decided to stop negotiating with Space Marines, too? That's right. They will not bother to negotiate with Space Marines because, funnily enough, in my opinion, they see Space Marines the same way the Emperor does. 
Oh, just tools of war. Exactly. They, the Tau understand what space marines are better than some of them do because they see it as weapons for a bloody time. And that's what the Emperor made them to be, weapons for a very, very bloody time. That's it. They're far too indoctrinated to ever switch sides, and they're far too good at their jobs for you to ever let your guard down around one. So it's the worst situation possibly. They once, because of course, the Tau do learn these things the hard way, because they're very naive. They did spend the enormous resources to safely capture and detain a space marine and try and bring him in to probe his mind to garner information or see if there's any way we could bring them over to the greater good, right? And um, I assume that did not go well. When they got in his head, all the space marine repeated mentally was, I am Brother Sergeant Herrick Cornix of the Raven Guard and you will not break my will. Over and over and over again, they kept sending more and more Tau in until this Marine realized just how many of them were in his head poking around, at which point he, he changed it from, you will not break my will, to I will do my duty, and pushed both his hearts into cardiac arrest, taking out a good chunk of all those Tau that were in his head, like that. A fair respect to the Space Marines, though. They're they are about they, it. They are dedicated to what they do. One million percent. There's no shame in it. He's they like, they have a job. They they know they, they need There's to do, and they just do it. Them here, I will kill them all. They are upon seeing such a display. They immediately declare that they cannot be taught the virtue of the greater good because they're not free. They're not men but weapons, and there is no place for them in this order of peace. They're just weapons. <laughs> yeah. Space Marines are the Emperor's finest work, but the goal wasn't to make a Giga Chad. It was to make a weirdo murderer. Yeah. That's it. And they're real good at that. They're fantastic at that. These are... But they're weird. They're they're weirdo they're weirdo weapons. You you know, you trade one thing for another. Space Marines are probably not fantastic conversationalists, but give them a bolter, nothing's beating them. Well, actually, I guess it depends on the Marines. There's some that are very you eloquent. throw a tyrannid at one. As a general rule, they tend to be like a very weird group of people. That's why they give you that transhuman dread feeling of... Because it's like, ah, oh, you've gone beyond human. You You're don't weird occupy the state. Uncanny Valley. You are the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> yeah, the, the only The Uncanny way. Trench. The Uncanny Trench. <laughs> They're in the Uncanny Trenches. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh. I'm just I'm just picturing a bunch of really, really badly drawn space marines hunkered down in the uncanny trenches. The uncanny trenches. Oh, I need that art now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're side by side. Remember that one weird Japanese robot with the face that didn't move right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just side by side with that thing. <laughs> Oh, God. The only... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The image of that. (laughs) Oh, oh, God. 
Oh, we need to get back on topic. I'm crying a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm crying a bit. Um, <laughs> oh, oh God. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the uncanny trenches. Not the uncanny trenches. Um, the only way... <laughs> the only way the Tau could ever get their hands on a space marine on their side would be if they kidnapped a bunch of human kids, a bunch of space marine gene seed, a how-to manual on how to train a space marine, and then maybe, maybe, maybe they could raise one who wouldn't be a sociopath. Yeah. Possibly, because again, this is the Emperor's finest work. Who's to say he didn't put something in there that's kind of like a switch where you're either going to love me or fall to chaos, that's it. It's such a risk. You have the gene seed, now here's the gene switch. Exactly. It's... It's... Are it, there gene logic gates? I don't... Maybe. It would be a lot... Now, again, hold on. A space marine with Tau weapons and armor would be horrifying. That would be... Horrifying. But so the bad. risk behind everything I just described is so high, it's just not worth it. It'd be kind of useless because... Again, don't get me wrong. They have mech suits and rail guns. If they ever had a space marine, oh my god, that'd be that'd be a whole thing to deal with. However, they are one of the few factions that tries diplomacy first, and they kind of don't have a presence in the warp, so they haven't had to worry about that. Marines very much do, and constantly have to worry about that. So it'd be adding in. You'd be basically putting a lot of resources into creating one hell of a weapon that could turn on you at any moment. Yeah, which is, there's no, it's not worth it. Exactly. But, like I said, they, they don't have a kind of presence in the warp, uh, which is how they survived being dunked in it for so long. Because you and I in the warp are kind of like flashlights. We're, we're visible from a distance, but, you know, it's possible that a demon would miss us if they weren't looking. Um, psychers are Big raging fires in the warp. You can't miss them. Yeah. You can't miss them. The Emperor is a burning pillar that you can see everywhere all the time, no matter what. The Tau are like a candle that's half snuffed out. Mm. You kind of got to be looking to they, see. They don't have a lot of... They're like very minimal. They're stealth units. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For them, inducting a space marine would just be an all-new risk they don't want to deal with. Because again, you flip a coin, space marine... Could just fall to chaos. 50-50 shot, technically speaking. It is a 50-50. 10-10. Yeah. Um, but another thing that helps the town not necessarily have to deal with chaos is the greater good kind of serves as a very good bolster against chaos's main tricks to convert you. Because remember, like I always say, chaos, there's yin and yang. Sure, Nurgle will make your face slough off. He also really genuinely loves you. He's such a good papa. Mm-hmm. Corn will make you rage and go on a complete rampage. However, he's a guy who gets you in the gym every day, right? The greater good actually does a good job of insulating them from this because why would I be inducted into Nurgle's family where I'm sloughing off when I am part of this bigger thing? I'm fine. I already have a family, and it's the biggest family. It's the greatest and goodest family. Exactly. I don't feel alone. Why would I be focused on self-improvement and all that and martial prowess when... Why would I improve? I'm where the greater good needs me to be. I already serve a purpose. I don't need to improve myself. I'm improving the whole. Exactly. However, they are difficult to convert. Not impossible. Very, very key difference. Because, 
<sighs> the Tau want to be an empire, and they're expanding slowly, but they're very quickly realizing that space is big, and you need to travel that quickly. The Imperium's found out a way to do... There's a couple ways to skin this cat. The Imperium's done it through traveling right through the warp in ships that are shielded against the demon. You're basically walking through Satan's front lawn, but you can get to Paris in two seconds. Very convenient. I'd risk it every time. Now, the Tau didn't realize there's a shield. They just thought, oh, they're just walking through Satan's front door. Cool, we'll do the same thing. Now, the Tau are barely visible. Walking through Satan's front lawn is going to make him notice it. Yeah, he's, he's just going to look out his front window and go, who are these idiots? No, no trespassing. Read the sign. Did you not read the sign? Oh, yeah. And th- the ships just started appearing left, right, and center in chunks or tears in reality. What Tau that did survive were either stark raving mad or started behaving like cornate demons. It was a whole thing. I'm it, sure they loved seeing this for the first time ever. It was ever. hilarious. And the Eternals, those guys that came down and negotiated peace with everyone, had a hell of a time covering this up. They're like, ah, uh, warp? What warp? Those ships have fallen out of the sky. That was greater good. <laughs> those are parts sent to us to help us keep this train going. Don't think about it. The greater good works in mysterious ways. I, that's exactly how they wrote it off, but it was hilarious that they attempted to do that without any form of uh, Geller shielding, which is what it's called. Yeah. Which brings us to one of their biggest weaknesses, their general naivete. The Tau... Oh, Tau players are going to hate me for saying this. Kind of don't know how out of their depth they are. Truly. They're they're pretty new. Because they've had a they've had a great run. Technically speaking, I think they've fought and beaten every race, beaten or gone even with every race at least once. So they think, oh yeah, we're that guy. We're that guy. We could do this. Not one of them has put their back behind it. They fought a Necron tomb world that was just like, what's 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 all that noise? <laughs> That's it. And even then, it took the Imperium's help to beat them. But they still counted that as a win. They beat the Imperium again, ground them to a halt. But this is the Imperium we're talking about. It's not like Prime Gilliman sending all of his fleets at you. It no. was a crusade. Most people in 40k can withstand a crusade. I could withstand a no. crusade. <laughs> well, they are very large. I could withstand a crusade. Oh, God. Anyway. I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I they- am him. I am him. With a capital A. Oh, God. Um, but yes, they fought. They've, they've met every race once and kind of fought them, but not really. This has led the Tau to woefully overestimate how strong they really are. A mistake. Because they have fought Hive Fleets, yes. They have not seen Leviathan. They have not once had to deal with the full force of Chaos looking at them they have not once had to deal with all of the imperium looking at them nor have they had to deal with gaz charging a watt they they have not had to deal with any one race actually putting their spine into a conflict it's just been like a whatever you win let's move on with few exceptions i'm underplaying it a bit but for the most part like the tyranids have taken a lot of the imperium's force to the face and they're still going the orcs have too at some point. But the Tau can't really say they've done that once. Yeah, they've Which, just they've dealt with like battles, but never a war. But but it's also one of the best things about their writing. 
because G Dub didn't decide to make them bad like everyone else, but they used it to but they used this to pose a very interesting question, which is how long can you stay good when faced with a completely hostile and unwinnable environment? Very, very interesting concept. The apparent answer is not very long. (laughs) Um, While the Tau do generally try diplomacy first, this is 40k, they do it in the gunboat variety, where, hey, we have peace, while standing on a very heavily armed ship with guns pointed at you. Do you want to join or not? It's up to you, buddy. We're friendly. As you hear these cannons revving up. That's kind of the diplomacy they tend to resort to sometimes. And uh, that's without me even getting into the fact that in real life, some of the most heinous crimes humanity will ever commit are those justified by the greater good. And boy, howdy, do the Tao commit some crimes for the greater good. Of the war variety? Uh, uh, Well, no, I'll give them credit. No war crimes, but... It's more of like, listen, 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 listen. I, I offered this world to join in, and they didn't want to. Now, the orcs are going to crush them. The Imperium's going to crush them. What difference does it make if I'm the one that does it? Mm-hmm. At least I'll give them the option to surrender. And so they'll do that. It's one life to save many. It kind of, why shouldn't we crush this planet and bring it in forcibly? We know best. If we don't do this, the bugs will eat them. It's kind of like one of those situations where being the greater good requires you be the least evil. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you're not still a little bit evil. Exactly. And all this peace, love, and kumbaya stuff sounds fantastic on paper. It really does. But ask anyone who's ever had to lead a group of people to do anything, and you'll quickly find out it's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. And... Trust me, I've had this experience before. I've had to organize people more times than I'd like to admit, and it's never been pleasant. It's a pain. Ever. Leadership sounds fun on paper. Pretty much never is if you actually want to lead. If you want to be a figurehead, oh, that sounds fantastic. All I have to do is thumb up them. That's great. But actual leadership, hell on earth. Abysmal. Now imagine that headache I just described and scale it up to entire planets with different species left, right, and center. That's a problem. It's you un- have a problem. It's an unsolvable <clears throat> problem. It's, it's unmanageable. It's completely unmanageable. I can't wrap my head around any way to get that many people to agree on any one thing. And as it turns out, neither can the Tao leadership. Because they use some horrific techniques to keep people in line. Like I said, everyone sucks. And it's the Tao okay. are no exception, baby. It's, it's Grimdark. Everybody mm. sucks. Everybody's mm. the bad guy. Exactly. They have a rigid caste system that you cannot break. It's one of the biggest crimes you can commit. The pros to this are, imagine if you had a purpose from birth. Fantastic. It's great. Like it's a very I, efficient running system. If I knew from birth that this was the gig for me, I'm going to do this forever. I was surrounded by speech coaches to help me speak properly, a crew to film me all the time, editing. That would be fantastic. That's great. I love to do this. It's wonderful. Right? However, that's not a guarantee. You could just as easily draw a short straw and get a job you hate that you could never leave. Period. That's it. 
It's it's dystopian as all hell. Your fate has been decided for you, and if you don't like it, tough luck. Sucks to suck. Sucks, Sucks to where suck. you're at. Mm-hmm. But you could always leave or rebel, right? Well, if you try, they will straight up brainwash you. Oh. Or mind control you. Oh. Yeah. I what? thought they would at least go for the humane route of railgun. Oh no, they won't kill you. They they will just forcibly change your mind. I mean, what what'd you expect? Greatest hits of world leaders descending from the sky and suddenly convincing everyone to work together without a single shred of mind control? Really? I mean, no, no, no. The... I, I thought maybe the tower could have a the tower could have a little free will as mm-hmm. a tree. No. No, the the ethereals are thought to use some form of odd mind control, and they straight up have re-education camps. Mm. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. like the sound of re-education camps. Yeah, the Tau have their own unique horror that's that's unique to them because in the Tau Empire you get to live. The government will just like that. That's right. The worst case scenario in the Tau Empire is you get to live. The government will give you a one bedroom apartment, universal health care, and a broom. That's it. You don't get to be a hero. You don't get to rise above your worth. All this is decided by some higher society literally above you. And if you dare step outside these boundaries, you're given a couple of chances. First, you're sent to re-education. Do it again. You might get some beneficial brainwashing and so on and so forth. But you will never die because what purpose would you serve then? So you're just stuck where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Want to do something else? Nah. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. However, there is some hope. Um, the Tau do contain the one truly good faction, which is the Farsight Enclaves. Uh, these guys are led by Commander Farsight, who, ironically enough, is one of the few Tau who uses melee. They don't they don't they don't do the whole melee thing very often, again. Rail guns. I just find it infinitely humorous that Commander Farsight is CQB, which also brings me to another fun aside. Um, Commander Farsight is actually nearsighted. Well, actually, fun fact because 40k lore gets incredibly detailed and inane, uh, Tau eyes do not dilate like ours can, which means they have horrendous depth perception. <laughs> Yet they're the ranged faction. I just found that out while researching this episode. Hilarious to me. Right up there with um, them using their helmets for life support for a lot of the time, but most of their models just take the helmet off. (laughs) Because why not, I guess? Why not? It's cool. It's cool. They rule of cool it a lot of the time, which is why I rule of cool it a lot of the time. Uh, But the Farsight Enclaves are a group that realize the Ethereals are kind of full of it. Um... They also are home to one of the best Tau models, which is Farsight's himself. Do not at me. It's an incredible model. If you haven't looked at it, you should look at it, but not with your wallet, because ouch. I will have to look at it later, but not with my wallet. Exactly. Um, And he, he definitely, hold on. And he's definitely a character coming to a screen near you someday. <laughs> he's... A whole thing, and it didn't feel right to just jam him into this episode. The Farsight Enclave are, honestly, there's so much to them that they deserve their own episode, so they will be getting one at some point down the line. 
But long and short of it is, Farsight discovered that the Tao's leadership has that weakness we discussed, which is their laughable naivete, and um, they're not exactly being honest with their people. So he broke off, and now he's in this very unique spot where he's trying to figure out how to make this work while also being demonized by the ethereals. Because he's genuinely a war veteran. He, he accomplished incredible victories. However, uh, the Tao have him painted as this villain who abandoned them completely. Why? How could he, he abandon deserted the, the greater, greater good. good? Exactly. So that is his conundrum. But now let's move on to today's sponsors. You guys. You. That's right. Uh, this show is brought to you by what I would argue are some of the best people on the planet. It's just a fact. These names you see scrolling, I don't know where they're going to be scrolling, but they're going to be scrolling somewhere, are some of the best people on the planet, bar none. These are some living legends, some saints, and one Grey Knight. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite comments from the Grey Knight episode, was when I, when I mentioned the statistical improbability of being a Grey Knight. There was just, surprisingly enough, one person, one person... That video today has thousands of views. Only one person took the bait and said, it's me. I'm the Grey Knight in the Discord. And I love them for it. That, that made my day when I saw that. I'm surprised more people didn't take the bait. But I guess that proves you are the Grey Knight. Nobody yeah. else stepped up to the they plate. They are the Grey Knight. So we have a single Grey Knight scrolling by somewhere. I'm not sure where. But... That wraps up this extraordinarily quick and dirty on the Tau Empire. I know I didn't go in depth on the caste system or Commander Farsight or the fact that the greater good is kind of becoming a god now. We'll get into those, I promise. This is going to have to be a two-parter here because if I were to jam those into this episode, I wouldn't have done them justice. And all of those, Farsight especially, deserves it. So there will be another Tau episode next week as well as... The next poll on what you guys get to see. So stick around for that. We'll see you next week, Saturday, for the regular episode. Thank you for being you.